feel soft now. Twitch already made Shut us soft. Up. I already <laughs> I I switched us over, so you already fucked us up. Hey, boys and girls! It's time for everybody's favorite podcast, Radio Loud. I'm Sean, the One Long Wonder Sullivan. That's my last name. That's what I end it with. I'm Stefan Weber. Stefan Stanky. And I'm Dirty Dougie Dill. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. Yes, Daddy. <laughs> Never fails to get a laugh out of Doug calling him Daddy. Oh, that's fucking grody, dude. <laughs> kind of hate it. I, I always know, thought that I was kind of vile. Oh yeah, I'm not one of those people. I don't. I don't actually know. I've only been met one person in my entire life who was like that, at least openly, who didn't think Daddy was like a naughty, naughty bedroom word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually, uh, I've met like two girls since I got into that age range that probably had, oh yeah, you know, yeah, daddy issues. When they were I mean, a child. show me somebody who doesn't have daddy issues, Doug. I I love my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do too, but that, but that doesn't mean that there weren't some, uh, either some issue-filled years or, uh... Well, what are those, uh, the teens? <laughs> tanked, as we call it. Teenage angst. Teen angst. <sighs> Smells like teen spirit. Smells like teen angst. So, uh, <laughs> uh, next time you guys see me, I will actually be out of the chrysalis. Uh, uh, it's going to hatch into a butterfly yeah. and it's going to fly away. And, and uh, he'll break something else. <laughs> I've actually been um, uh, avoiding just like doing my haircut routine just mm. because I didn't want to get like hair in it and shit. Too taxing for the lad. So so this fucking morning, essentially, I um, decided, okay, I'm going to cut my hair. I cut my own hair, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, it doesn't look great. That's why I wear so many hats. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually why I hate hat hair. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you, I mean, like you just budget. Come on, show it to the boys and girls of, of America. Show, uh, dude. It's it's <laughs> like no, no. I'm not bald. It's just like it's velcroy. So it takes like I, if I put my hat on just a little bit wrong, it stays in the wrong position. I could like literally hang this thing off my head. Yeah, it's the beanie effect. It's got of the short hair. Like I totally understand it. I, I've lived that life. Don't right. It's so it's so fun. I cut my hair and um, I shave and stuff. I'm letting the shower like kind of like preheat and stuff. And he uses a two. What was that? He uses the the two grade all the way around, right? Yeah, the fucking two attachment, just two everywhere. Uh, no, no, it's a uh, 1.5 millimeter. It's a different thing. It's like this weird um, one it's, it's point a, five. It's got a it's got millimeter. a number next to it that'll give you like the the, the straight rating. It, it's actually just for um buzzing essentially so um oh it's just like one of those basic yeah, guards where it's, it's like, basically a one no it like the thing curves like it's a special buzzer it oh, like sweet. curves to the side of your head i can show it to you later do it i like, demand, <laughs> but, demand um, explanations for how your head gets like this basically i um i was getting ready to get in the shower and a wad of hair had stuck to my back and how just big? before I don't know. It was on your back. Fair enough. But uh, <laughs> it, I felt it fall off my shoulder and like down right into my butt crack. So I, I got like a butt crack full of just like hair shavings. Uh, I was so what did like, you do? Rinse uh, yourself off again? You just I put had the nozzle to, like, right in there, right? 
the, just, the nozzle came off. He said, screw it and just put pants. Oh, you don't have, I have one of those things where it pulls up. And I yeah, can, I, I don't have a, one I of those. I think he just boy. said, screw it and put his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely. It'll come out with the next trash delivery. <laughs> next I, garbage cycle. I definitely had to uh, be very thorough because I could feel like these little prickly things oh. in my fucking ass. <laughs> Like Scott Scritchy, but <laughs> so if you see him dragging his ass on the carpet later, you'll know why. He's taking after the cats. I've actually never seen my fucking cat do that. No, they don't just they rub don't do their taint all here. around the house. No. Just occasionally vomit and walk away. My dog's got a new thing where she's eating. Occasionally, shoe. Jesus. Christ. My dog's got a new thing where she's eating all the shoelaces if they're if shoes are left out. Mine uh, actually <sighs> prefers rubber bands. Like if I leave a rubber band or a piece of scotch tape. Remember when Bane ate the mustache off of John Travolta? <laughs> Is that what it just fell off? off? I thought it just fell off too. No. No, Bane, like, literally, he would get up on top of the couch, and then he would get up on the poster. Uh, for the listeners, we had a Pulp Fiction of um, Jules and... Um, what are the characters' names? It was just Travolta and Samuel Travolta Jackson. Travolta and Samuel Jackson, back-to-back yep. with the pistols. Yeah, with the, pol- the fucking the iconic shot. Yeah, it's good. And I uh, slapped a fuzzy mustache on Travolta because he was looking a little weak on From the upper Spencer's. lip. From <laughs> <laughs> It became 3D art. It looked really good. Like, the mustache looked really good on the Travolta. The placement was right. It was tacky in a fun way. So, um, basically, my cat Bane, we'd catch him just up on his like, hind paws eating the mustache he like ate half of it and then a couple days later it was just all <laughs> she woke up one morning to a horrible there was meowing. just like a there was just like a glue outline yeah <laughs> where the mustache was that, it was all discolored it's still yeah. there right yeah do you guys still have that poster up i'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's not up anymore oh that's right i don't think it's up anymore but you guys had it up with the shitty mustache mark forever forever just like collects all of the <laughs> your filth your filth is the new mustache. It's our filth. It's a good poster. Yeah, but we don't we don't put our posters in frames, so they just slowly deteriorate. I should really frame the ones I like a lot. It's like a, not even Fucking like an posters. not an expensive one, like a shitty like five dollar, two dollar one you get at Walmart, where it's just plastic edging. You know, like especially for that shit that you can just never find again. Like yeah. like old game posters and shit that are just probably never going to be reprinted. You got uh, you got puzzles. You put your puzzles in uh, yeah, frames, right? When Brit does the Legend of Zelda puzzle, she frames them, which is pretty cool. I have uh, two really dope um, Ghostbusters ones. I thought you gave those to your dad. I was going to give one to him after I put it together, like the movie poster one. Didn't get well, around to it. They're, they're both movie posters, obviously. But <laughs> Didn't I get have, around to it or what? No, I just haven't even opened them. Um, I have the one that uh, is from the dude who did a bunch of Black Dahlia Murder artwork. Yeah, I actually have uh, Dan Munford. Dan Munford is the artist that, that you're thinking of. That thing is sick. It's like them confronting uh, Zool. Yeah. I have a, actually a Dan Munford Black Dahlia, the... Dracula getting the spike through him. I have that one as a poster. It's just rolled up real nicely so I can get it in a frame. I actually saw a really good uh, take on that uh, change my mind meme. It was uh, Sigourney Weaver. There is no Dana, only Zool. Change my mind. (laughs) 
tell you what, dude. I bet I can bring this up now that we can actually do. You have this one. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's definitely the one. Um, I wish a, I could put it up on uh, just to do a PNP in this thing. Yeah, but that's the poster. That, yeah, I remember when you bought that. Yeah, from the game store up the street. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to go there. Oh, spend a bunch of money. Comes back with Ghostbuster puzzles. <laughs> I don't want to come back and buy all this stupid shit. <laughs> Thank God I got these puzzles. <laughs> Dude, those fucking Star Wars miniatures for the, uh, what's the Star Wars minis game called? With, like, the ships? Failed. Uh, X-Wing or Armada? There's Armada. Two yeah, those things are just so goddamn expensive. Holy fuck. Needless yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have this I know. poster. This is the poster I have. Oh, that thing's tight. Yeah. Got it actually with the t-shirt that had that on that pretty dope all right i actually i actually want to hit you guys with a, a story here chuck schuldner's bc rich stealth up on auction fucking what chuck schuldner's bc rich stealth his guitar was up on auction when it was originally up it uh the bid was at six thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars who is this i have no idea chuck schuldner from death yeah, I. You're assuming I know who. I thought you liked. I thought you listened to. Death. I like Death, but I don't know everybody. I don't know anybody by he's name. The, in he's death. the main. He's the main dude. He's the main brains. Ah. And it, it's just totally trashed. Yeah, the thing of it is, is it's probably trashed. It's probably yeah, old it. and shitty. No, it's totally trashed. It's seen its day. It's totally but it's trashed. It's still worth six grand, apparently. I mean, well, it's, it's a piece a, of history yeah. for metalheads. Oh, eight grand. Yeah, it's at eight grand now. But look, just some of the pictures here. He restringed it, and there's no, there's no uh, pickup in there. It's all corroded. That's actually um, part of an agreement for a lot of um, endorsements. Like if you get an endorsement deal and you're in a band, they actually tell you you have to keep the instrument for like a certain period of time because a lot of people will just flip it. Yeah. And like hopefully they get some dummy who's just like starstruck he's just like oh my god you're that dude from that band oh my god i love that band for your guitar yeah but uh they they want um they want it to be in front of the audience essentially they want yeah they don't want people to, to see it. you playing yeah they don't want you to sell it to yeah, some and just take their free shit and just be like counting it off it's on like if you eBay well i guess they do fans. just wear their shoes once probably in the nba and then throw them into the crowd so <laughs> Oh, thanks. These smell like your gross-ass feet, bro. <laughs> and you wear, yeah, and you wear a size 15. I'll never grow into these. All right, thanks oh, for Jesus. making me feel masculine as fuck. <laughs> I, ass, uh, dude. I just can't imagine, um, you know, getting a, like, a good. Left, a left shoe? Dude, you know they don't end up at the same spot. Like you get a righty and like fucking kid to. to I didn't mean. Some. I didn't mean uh, as the as the kid getting it. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just get one shoe. Uh, he doesn't even throw the other one. He hobbles out back in the locker. What room I'm saying is, one. as like a professional player, like you're throwing your shoes away each right? game. It's like you got to break them in. Right. It's so uncomfortable. Right. I bet you they got unless like, they have specialized where it's only vulcanized soles, so it like takes no breaking in or something. No, I bet you what they do is they wear like their actual game shoes and then swap them out for like, like fucking last five minutes, like when there's that little timeout that like they don't show it on camera, but they all swap their shoes these quick, all right. <laughs> and then they just throw out the new ones. 
Or they <laughs> and they keep the game shoes. Or they have they actually have like pre broken in shoes and boots. They might break them in technically. Everyone's got a. Oh, they just got clone. a bard yeah, that breaks have, their shoes in for yeah. it. It's like no, they have a. They're so rich they have like genetically cloned people. They're exactly yeah. the same thing, and then they just run them on a treadmill. Yeah, exactly. but you can you can buy. You can buy like broken in Doc Martens because people are like, oh, the boots just they hurt my feet. Yeah, but that's that's stiffness. Like I'm talking about like where your soul is essentially molded yeah. to your foot. Yeah, because like the fucking that little uh, the ball of the foot and the big toe, those indents need to be at the right. I spot bet they take you. a molding of their feet if they're big enough. Oh, maybe that's how they do it. They get like a foot molding and you have a, they have specialized insoles or something. And they like put them on a robot and it just like stomps in these shoes like a thousand <laughs> times. So somewhere there's a bunch of fucking buck shoes on like a robot somewhere like a giant robot centipede <laughs> that just crawls around in circles really fast. Just that's, stomp, 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 that's, stomp, not exactly, exactly, that's, that's not actually exactly the prestigious uh, shop floor thing. Like once you like get done making just the uh, the peons oh, shoes yeah. for the populace, you get yeah. to make the basketball shoes yeah, for the, the NBA insane. stars. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's moving up in the factory, and you are just the machine that's just like, stop, 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 stop. That's the move from AAA to the pros. <laughs> that wasn't exactly what I had in mind, but well, yeah, that's, that's where I we think that's up. where it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's the only logical solution. <laughs> Centipede foot robot. Because why would you just put two feet on a robot? Like, they're a robot. They can have any number of feet. And if you give them 100 feet, well, then they're a centipede. Instant logic. <laughs> it's the non-human centipede. Well, uh, <laughs> how could it's you still an ass to mouth still, if it doesn't have an ass? It's still, it still cries out for death. <laughs> Just forever running in a circle. Girl mood. I run all this time to break them in, and then they just give me new shoes that hurt my feet. <laughs> that was actually that uh, German scientist's uh, end game where he, in three, when he sold these. He sewed all the prisoners together. Oh. He was just going to make it so he could profit off of uh, breaking in basketball shoes. <laughs> oh, my God. And since they're on hands and knees, gloves at the same time. He's going to double up on the cashmere and Yeah, the glove MLBs. Market. Yeah. Oh, he's selling gloves? them to Willie Mays Hayes. Oh, Willie Mays Hayes. Hi, Willie Mays here. I was going to say who, who, who would the gloves be for, but that totally makes sense. Just baseball mitts. Mm-hmm. Get it's the right Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes loves basketball and baseball memorabilia. So we just break in hundreds of units of baseball gloves for Wesley Snipes every month. I saw somebody crying for um, another Blade movie. Crying? Yeah. What was their post? Something like, he was the first real black superhero movie. That's what came up when uh, Black Panther came out. But this was more recent with, um, you know, all the Avengers hype going around. Get Blade and the Avengers. Is that what he wanted? I know. I know. That's why. <laughs> but he could be. Right? Is he Marvel? No, I don't think so. I think he's DC. Disconnected? Yep. <laughs> I'm not broken. a DC boy. Well, I mean, I like Batman. I never really liked Superman, but. Uh, Batman's cool. Yeah, Batman's cool. Batman's dark. Well, I mean, it gets really dark and so it's, on. He's Marvel. Really? Yeah, I so thought he, he was could Marvel. be an Avenger. He could be an Avenger. Is Spawn DC? Uh, Spawn must be the I don't DC know. One. I thought there was another one coming out, wasn't there? Wasn't there another? Uh... They have it. Thought there was going to be another Spawn <laughs> movie. Spawn. 
bound. But yeah, the the last one was just terrible. Fucking uh, John Leguizamo is that fucking clown? Essentially, <laughs> you didn't like that. <laughs> okay. No, it's hilarious. I actually, my dad, hey, man, I was I was into uh, I was into John Leguizamo as a kid. He's a fun guy, and he's just a total dunce in that movie. Right, he's a sh- <laughs> short, fat little clown. It's like how they stuff him in that fucking thing. <laughs> Okay, are we ready to dig into some news? Do we want to cut before that or roll right into the news? Uh, no. Okay, let's just Instead of keep the, the, just keep the train and chugging. Um, this is a Florida man. So <laughs> Florida uh, man. Yep, Florida man. Oh, hold on. Let me Google New Jersey woman quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. Okay, the uh, title is Florida Man Charged with Trying to Barbecue Sex Offenders at Motel. No, <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? Like he whipped out a grill and was just like, I'm going to put some mesquite on you. And we're just going <laughs> to roast you. No, um, he... Or was he like inviting him over? No, he told police that he went to this motel to barbecue the child molesters on fire and kill them. That's in quotes. Barbecue all the child molesters on fire and kill them. Oh, so they just arrested, arrested a crazy person. Well, pretty much, but, you know, it it's noble. I find that to be... like. <laughs> wait, who is, wait, who's noble in this situation? Uh, the, the barbecue. The barbecuer. Well, uh, go, it, go over your thought process on this one more time. One question. Was he wearing shoes at the time of his arrest? That is usually a good indicator of, <laughs> of, of how on the ball they are. Uh, to arrest him without shoes, you did something wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It is just a headline. It is just like a man is going to barbecue people and he got arrested for it. And, and like, why would you tell people that was your intent? That's what that's what leads me to believe. That this oh, is oh, oh like, yeah. I forgot. He... um. No, a vendetta he, of some sort. It makes me think that he's kind of possibly like maybe causing a disturbance because he might be mentally unwell. Apparently, he was like just like putting gasoline all over the like the door and the hallways and shit like that. Yeah, that sounds that sounds not good. Yeah, dude, I remember uh, me and Corey, Corey Bear, um, after the fire here, we literally had another incident incident at the hotel at La Quinta across oh, the Oh, yeah, I think I remember you mentioning that. Or, or I mean, probably tell me the way back. We fucking came back, and um, we came back to the hotel, and there was, like, a fire truck just parked outside. Lights were on and shit you like that. started having flashbacks. We're, just like, we're like, what the fuck is going on? And we walked in the place. Fucking place smells like gasoline. Mm. Like, all the way in the lobby. Apparently, this lady was in a room with a fucking, like, a little girl... And she was huffing gasoline in it. She was just like, getting "Come on, high, can't you get a better?" That's like the cheapest way to get your rocks off I, that I can think. Well, probably not at the time, but what? Doing it in a motel room too, right? But it was like all the way down the corridor, and it smelled all. How the much way gas up. did she buy? She's like she a five-gallon drum. Those, yeah, one of those little jugs. Enough for the weekend. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you really use it when you're huffing it, you know? Like, it just stays <laughs> right? it there. It just keeps like, it. That's the best high ever. It's replenishable as fuck. Because if you, if, you, if you keep it sealed, you don't ever lose any, right? That's how it works. Is there a point where, like, enough of the gasoline evaporates and it stops? 
being in that state, or is it just all as, an, as a very you inexperienced? Suck it, you suck all the high off of it. Yeah, once once you once you get all the high out of this, out of those tasty sniffs, what else is really left for you in the gas? That's how uh, Croc became became Croc. Just did too much crocodile. Crocodile, killer Croc. <laughs> you ready for your New Jersey woman story? Yeah, did you find one? Yeah. Let's do it, baby. Fucking hit me. Medieval times in New Jersey. Meet the first queen to rule New Jersey. And this is a little op-ed about the new medieval times in New Jersey. Oh, so they're ruled by a queen. <laughs> a, a little bit of a, a little bit of ancient And it looks like just a there. fucking ancient renovated England. white castle. This, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a fucking, uh, just like a Canadian headline. Dude, where it's like... Real. It's there's nothing going on, so they're just reaching. Like, oh, there's a Canadian. There's a well. I guess Our they're in league. They're gonna make at some the money. end of the article is the prices. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you found an ad. It's about yeah. It's about seventy. <laughs> well, it's it's seventy, but it's on. It's on an actual news. Yeah, it's New a, Jersey article. It's a local. Yeah, it's yeah. a local flavor piece. I about guess seventy you. bucks for adults and forty bucks for kids. Almost. That's, That's pretty expensive. expensive as shit. Yeah. I've never done medieval times. Yeah, I kind of I would like to go. I've I'd actually like to go. Go. I've been talking a couple for a couple of years now about going to the Ren Fair. Alex swears it. No, not Ren Fair, man. Medieval to, times. I'd like to go to the Ren Fair, but I'd like to go to Medieval Times for sure. I Get caught know. up there and joust. Oh, is that the jousting eating place? That's yeah. that's the cable guy throws the chicken on his face. Yeah. That's Medieval Times. A uh, guy did uh, an AMA for being an employee at a Medieval Times and he said the amount of people that like try and rush in and reenact the thing from the cable die guys. It's like, ridiculous. Yeah, it's just like did oh stop. Did. It gives you acne instantly. <laughs> I've never seen the cable guy. Oh, there's this big scene where um, essentially the plot of the movie is uh, Jim Carrey is a cable guy who's on. trying to befriend befriend Matthew Broderick. He just like goes to his house. Okay. To install his cable. A little stalkery. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's he's like a, a stalker essentially. So they end up going to medieval times and <sighs> um, Jim Carrey sets it up so they get to be in the the act. Oh. And they end fun. up like fighting to the death or whatever. Not not like actually in the movie, but, but that's like what it's set up. In the do. scene, Jim Carrey strips the skin off of the chicken and like pops little eye holes in the mouth hole and, oh, he and sticks that, like, the Oh, he's like hello he's, Clarice. Yeah. He sticks it over his oh face. Oh my god, I've seen that scene somewhere. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's like now uh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Clicked with you. Oh, why would you put raw chicken greasy acne chi instantly? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Insta acne. Oh, oh, ooh, that's so dumb. Face face peel, reverse face peel. Yeah. You just fill all the pores. He's <laughs> got a fucking makeup team, man. Well, I'm talking if people I'm reenacting it in, yeah, in medieval life. time. People who are not oh. Jim Carrey, who are just like no, that's not what they were doing boys. Oh, oh, you said somebody actually did that, like reenacting. I thought that's it? what you said. You said the employee no, at medieval no, time no, said no, people no, were doing no. it all the time. I mean, like people jump onto the stage, the entertainment, and try to reenact the battle. You know where Jim oh. Carrey is like. Rah, rah! Because that, that was really, part. That was funny though. Yeah, they would I have, they have they to like detain the, people because of that. I thought they were doing the Clarice. I was like, why would you do that? Instant <laughs> acne. Just everyone's coming out of medieval times with twice as much acne. Sorry. It's like, wow, nothing but a bunch of pimply oh, nerds right. in there. <laughs> yeah, they're more pimply now. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, that's awful. I, uh, 
Yeah, he re- he jumps up there and he does the Star Trek. Another bad movie. Yeah, dude, like yeah, another bad movie. I've seen this in a couple places. People who, when someone else, when you literally paid money to come watch this person do their thing, and you feel the need to jump on their platform and be, look at me. Like you see it at concerts sometimes. Fucking that was in uh, that was in that difficult people show. Yeah, it's where like, the guy there's a gay guy and he's like, I have to break up with this dude because he's a a he's participator. A, yeah, he's a participator. Yeah, <laughs> but no, he's but a that's a catcher. Thing. <laughs> but, and I mean, yes, I mean, he was obviously like fucking satirized to be overly participate. But there's a difference between when someone asks for a volunteer. But I think that's what he was kind of getting at. Yeah. Oh, you want to be the plant that gets. Played alive in the magic act. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a volunteer, but he hands goes off to get their dicks cut off. <laughs> uh, that actually happened to. That sounds um, like an amazing, an amazing Jonathan skit. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that guy. No. Yeah, the amazing Jonathan. He would drink the Windex. Yeah, he'd just eat razor blades. He's like a stand-up he's a fa- comic. He's a faux magician. magician. Oh yeah. But fun. he's still doing like real magic. It's like it's cool to watch him do sleight of hand and magic at the same time with a bit of comedy. And he like s- smacks the crap out of his assistant. Basically, <laughs> a little slapstick. A little slapstick. That's cool. I think it's a woman. Yeah. <laughs> all right, but it's pretty crass. It's good stuff. It was on Comedy Central all the time. And uh, this is, hey, is twenty eighteen. Women can get beat up just as well as men can. <laughs> oh come on that's comedy gold I'm a feminist it says it on my shirt it says echo <laughs> isn't echo isn't mark echo though like you're kind in of the, the echo chamber isn't yeah that's what I'm getting at. Isn't, isn't mark echo though kind of like the susan b anthony of like urban designers? totally right that's what i'm saying boo for me, for us, by us. He's on Shark Tank, right? Then you're gonna fucking bust out your Billabong fucking shirt next. Um, no, but I got a sweet uh, Fox Racing uh, hat that I'm gonna oh, switch Jesus. into for the second half. Is that of this still podcast. a thing? I'm sure. As long as, as long as rednecks ride dirt bikes, I Fox feel Racing like, will make money. I feel like Monster is the new old Fox Racing. It's already been became Fox Racing and gone out. I mean, that's but the problem is that Fox Racing is not gone out yeah it's like still well, neither thing. is monster well, neither yeah. is red bull but it, it's like the broy thing to, to fucking, be fair it's red like bull the fucking calvin pissing on the ford yeah red bull red bull's kind of cool red i mean bull outside of that yeah, red bull space. does a, like a lot of cool outside stuff. of their actual drink like they have a lot of cool stuff going on yeah i, I don't fucking drink red bull i don't really like, keep up with monster like that so they Most actually doesn't have the million 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 they don't dollar PR. Put, people in space uh felix baumgardner he didn't go like to space technically but you didn't technically go to space either so you know so fuck off point some fingers <laughs> fucker <laughs> and you don't have a cool last name like baumgardner <laughs> <laughs> apparently that guy's like kind of weird you'd have to be to be willing to like do that what fucking uh base jump out of space I feel like base jumping off a skyscraper would be way scarier than fucking. No, I'm talking about the fucking the hot air balloon guy who yeah, jumped out. That's of- that's Felix Baumgartner. Like yeah. I feel like with like uh, the way a parachute works and base jumping, I feel like jumping from the edge of space, like through the at like I feel like what doing if the that. Earth spun too fast. You landed in China. <laughs> <dunk>. <laughs> 
You don't even think about the issues this man could have encountered. He had to prepare and learn every language in the world so he'd be able to talk to whoever he landed on. What if he landed in somebody's in somebody's living room? What if he just came in the window? Well, I, some little Dutch family's eating breakfast. I basically feel like jumping off a skyscraper would be way scary because you have to like inflate the parachute in no time at all. That's why base jumping so dangerous. But like you have all the time in the world. Yeah, I've heard the big thing Squirrel is everyone gets me. their fucking parachute stuck on the side of the building. It doesn't open properly, and it either gets caught and they just like hang there, or they gets caught and they die. Dude, I saw this gnarly video of a dude base jumping off a cliff. The wind basically caught him. He fucking like essentially got blown back into the cliff. Ah. And you got to like watch his GoPro of him just like sliding down this fucking cliff all the way and hitting the ground. Uh, I think he lived though. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a wink there. <laughs> I think. I think he lived. I saw one of this guy basically doing like the parasailing thing, but he's like doing it. Oh god, that seems so scary. He jumps off of like I'm I mean, he's basically like suit. he's basically like in some little like sleepy little town, and this guy's basically like skirting houses and stuff. Like he's I've coming in hot, and like the wind's kind of gusting a little bit, and you can see like he kind of loses it a bit and gets a little closer than he wants to get, and suddenly he's kind of like. Whoop, Picking up his butt a little bit, you know, <laughs> kind of tucking his tail a little bit, making sure he doesn't rip off his fucking legs against tile fucking clay rooftops. Oh my god, it's just like you don't. Do you really deserve a second chance? I feel like that's a that's like a, a Bill Burr situation where like he has that bit about killing people on cruise ships. It just like <laughs> seems like a hazardous thing. He's like, oh, come in, come zipline, and yeah. it breaks at this spot, and so they kill tourists just to thin them out. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, mm, I never even thought about that. I think it's all intentional. Hey, tourists, <laughs> come do this sweet new water-based jetpack we have. Hey, we promise you won't go so cool. bungee jump. We promise you won't go upside down and drown yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we promise you won't come out feet first. <laughs> we promise we won't get to let the umbilical cord of the water get wrapped around your neck and kill you like a baby that never got its first breath. You've seen that uh, that news thing with the guy who had the water jetpack thing. It was like, the, t this is Fox 6, oh. and we're starting right there. <laughs> He's like doing the the cold intro, and he just like Tried can't so get it hard. out. He's just like boof. Yeah, dude. <laughs> just obviously someone who's like, oh, I got stable on it once. I can now do the like hard takeoff, <laughs> and it was so not true. Well, let's put, try to, yeah, try to go from zero to or ten to sixty. Yeah, it's just like okay, trying to go from zero to live TV. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's why we're doing this today. We're taking baby steps. Oh yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine if the first time I was on the one wheel, I came back down, then like fucking ten minutes later, like after two shots of whiskey, and was like, all right, running start, let's go. <laughs> just ran at it. <laughs> All right. That's basically what he did. You guys got some more Nas? No, we'll take, we'll, take, we'll take a soft cut. Are you trying to take a break? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're at a half hour. We'll take a break.
So that's your podcast, huh? You've been listening to Radio Loud. You can find us on Podbean at radioloud.podbean.com. Or you can look us up, Radio Loud, on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Or you can tweet us at Loud Podcast. Only use caps, please. All caps when you spell my damn name. cut anything anymore too close to the original man <laughs> right i'm gonna get zapped for copyright you can't say words that have been used in other copyrighted programs uh, fucking the worst of the worst <laughs> fred durst is gonna come and get me fred durst watches every single tweet every single streaming thing he's actually plugged in he just sits alone in a dark room with 500 monitors How, how's, and just masturbates at his how's this PC. for a show fucking fred durst patent troll <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst actually low-key has the sole owner of over 1,500 patents. <laughs> and he just, uh, he just saves people all day. He, yeah, he's, um, he thought in the, he in the 90s he knew VR was going to come mm-hmm. to be, and uh, he patented a, like a, a machine that jerks you off while it's synced to the pornography you're watching and... Uh, yeah, it's actually just a car engine hooked up to a flashlight, and the piston just fucking jacks you off at like a million <laughs> miles. But the, uh, the thing is, he, you and um, six of your friends could use it. <laughs> he patented it um, to sell the hardware at a loss, but to to uh, make money on the cartridges for where like your spooge goes. And it's essentially just a biscuit in a little like plastic container. You load in and you jizz on it because that's uh, that's what Limp Biscuit is. It's like a circle jerk on a biscuit. That's a soggy biscuit. <laughs> I feel Oaky like... Okie cookie. This is too rehearsed to be 100% fiction. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just shooting from the hip there. <laughs> I was buying it. Yeah, I was definitely like, wait, you you, you got too deep for this to be all uh, <laughs> all fresh. I no, was like, did, uh, did Fred... No, taste? man. Sometimes, sometimes the concept just... Uh, it comes. Sometimes the... the purchaser comes to that's why we have reloadable cartridges so doug have you ever seen the movie polka king with jack black i'm not getting no but you, you told me to music. you told me to i told watch sean it. that on the way here too you guys should both check it out i did watch uh infinity war i did watch um uh tremors how'd you like tremors Sucked. <laughs> it <was so laughs> worst shit, dude. That movie sucked so bad. But I do have uh, some other Tremors news. Uh, there's been a, tr- a pilot trailer circulating around of a new Tremors show that Sci-Fi shot down, and it has Kevin Bacon in it. Ooh. Right? And I was like, why would they Sci-Fi? Why wouldn't Sci-Fi pick this up? 
probably too expensive. Uh, it's probably too shit. It's it's probably too shit. I don't think sci-fi knows how to say that to shows. <laughs> I, I know that too. Like, <laughs> wait, they don't fucking, they have the Expanse now though? Yeah, the Expanse is like pretty good. It's pretty camp too, but uh, I really like that. I think that's starting back up. I gotta like sign back onto that. Uh, that's like that's another show I've actually watched as it's like episodes are coming out. Yeah. I, I keep current with that. Um, but yeah, they like. It was supposed to have Kevin Bacon in it. It was supposed to have Fred Ward in it. And that's that's all you need. Dude, Kevin Bacon low-key is like a really good actor. Oh, yeah. The the following he did pretty recently, that was really good. At least the for The following? Season. Yeah. It's basically... Uh, it's about like basically an, a Stephen King slash Edgar Allan Poe obsessed... Oh, it's a, it's a Stephen King-esque author who's got an obsession with like Edgar Allan Poe. Is Kevin Bacon the author? No, Kevin Bacon is an FBI agent because mm. this author essentially kills somebody or like he like murder. He's like a serial killer or something. And he writes about it. Yeah, and he like so he ends up like Kevin Bacon catches him like before this show even starts. It's actually like a really really cool show. It's like really dark and creepy, and like first episode, this dude breaks out of prison because he's been slowly developing like a cult of personality of like all the because he was like a, a college professor he's like curated all these students who've like come through his classes and all these pen pals he's made while in prison as this high profile like very avant-garde like artistic serial killer and basically the whole show is like it's like it's his following is his called they break him out of prison and then just like everybody is a sleeper agent who's you know it's one of those things it's like who's who's a good guy who's a bad guy sounds like some john carpenter shit oh like uh some uh a scanner darkly yeah a little bit like that it's a uh, it's definitely good for primetime tv that uh that was uh something i thought was interesting about a scanner darkly i had watched that movie and um Sorry, but like they literally made the movie look like what a movie looks like when you're when you've taken acid and you're watching a movie. Yeah, it, it like the cell shading in that essentially. It yep. that's like what it is kind of meant to essentially yeah, represent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing's supposed to be just like an acid trip. But they they have those. It will yeah. But they also have the. Um, the people who wear those like little scrambler suits mm-hmm. that have like infiltrated the little groups of druggies that um, I think it's kind of like s- supposed to represent the um, the paranoia narcs essentially yeah they, <laughs> everywhere they, they essentially represent it as narcs in the film mm-hmm. but it's supposed to represent the paranoia that everybody feels I have not watched Speaking of Darkly in a very long time. Dark and paranoia yeah, stuff. Did you finish some more Lovecraft? I did not get to read more Lovecraft. However, I did get to play more Lovecraft. Because I was going to say you should uh, check out that King and Yellow book because it actually came out before Lovecraft. So he was influenced by it. You may enjoy it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's one of the things that like I respect where my favorite authors got their inspiration from. But I don't necessarily want to go back and read esoteric writings when I would prefer what the art has evolved into. Because, like, as a big reader and a lot, a big fan of like some horror, fantasy kind of like genres and like some sci-fi stuff that 
I don't necessarily need to go back and read Asimov to like enjoy sci-fi, but like still understanding and appreciating like what he did for the scene or what Tolkien or Robert Jordan right. or any of them did. I feel like uh, trying to go back and uh, read Gene Roddenberry. What was the uh, Mars book? That I thought he- it was just oh. called The Martian. N- no, that's that's, that's the- a movie now. But the you're talking about no, the that one was- where the guy moves to Mars and then they slowly become the Martians. I think. Yeah. Oh. I thought that was just called The Martian. I think I've read that. I'm not we sure. Had to read no, it, it wasn't called The Martian. Yeah. It was not called The Martian, but uh, like uh, Roddenberry wrote uh, Fahrenheit 451, yep. and it has some cool concepts in it, but the concepts have essentially been dated. We've gone beyond like the, yeah. the future that he envisioned. But mm. uh, he <laughs> also did Star Trek, which we haven't gone past. And uh, I I feel like like that was pushed in some classes in um, in uh, high school, mm-hmm. and I was just like even at the time I was like eh, Roddenberry I I've read cooler like sci-fi stories yeah. in middle school yeah well again especially like it's just it's just always the problem I feel that there is with some really dated material trying to trying to reach children where. You can do a lot better teaching children literary practice than giving them Shakespeare. Like ha- having an understanding of Shakespeare, like a rough understanding of a rough understanding of Shakespeare, is I think enough, rather than being forced to read like twelve different plays as a class of him. You know, it's like he's not he's not that relevant. I right. mean, there are there are far more relevant, far more accomplished modern day writers that kids could. Begin with, they'd be able to like understand and approach better. And, and then if they do, uh, I think that I'm does of, get done. I'm thinking of <coughs> Ray Bradbury. Get the wrong, we not got the wrong guy. And then got the wrong. Um, guy. I was only forced to read one Shakespearean. Oh, I had play. an AP class where like our teacher was like an older lady who just really liked Shakespeare. So basically had us read. It was like some AP lit class and we had to do. We did like a whole semester of basically just Shakespeare. Then it was pretty gay. Sounds like. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounds like um, maybe it's just like a, a symptom of the teacher because my teacher was younger. And that, that's exactly it, is you get some institutionalized teachers who basically haven't changed their curriculum in probably two decades. But there's also the coolest teacher I ever had who is literally on his last year. Like, he was like, I'm moving to Costa Rica. <laughs> and uh, me and him had this little thing going on. Uh, we were Ooh, talking tell. about, like, the Orient. <laughs> so- <laughs> We were talking about the uh, the uh, Oriental essentially, and uh, he was talking about like the the rickshaw drivers essentially. And me and him always used to joke. It was like before you retire, uh, Mister Levin, um, we're gonna set it up. We're gonna get a rickshaw, and I'm gonna take you for a lap around the track essentially. <laughs> But did it ever happen? No, no, it never not. happened. Because where does an 18-year-old get a rickshaw? <laughs> I, I picture him just substituting in a, a wheelbarrow. Yeah, get in this wheelbarrow and I'll try not to flip you. 
<laughs> I'll try not to break your goddamn hips. Dump you. <laughs> bail, bail, <Ooh>. bail. <laughs> so um, apparently, uh, it w- it re- got reported back that he didn't move to Costa Rica because he didn't really tell his wife that was his plan. <laughs> Sneaky bastard. Or maybe that was just his uh his like little joke. But uh yeah, he had written um uh like a really good book on like World War One history. Oh, cool. And I was like, How'd how'd you end up uh teaching high school? It's like eh. <laughs> So I imagine that's the same response. There's this black metal vocalist who's now a world history teacher in Kentucky. I'm just like that is so be so bizarre. Life's funny like that. <laughs> yeah, pest pest from Gorgoroth. It's what uh my <laughs> The Plateau of Evil in Tolkien's book. So my guitar teacher used to say, um, guy. He uh I was just like taking lessons from him. He was like a cool like forty year old dude and cool guy. He was like, Ah, I'm not gonna have kids and then we like, stopped talking to him for a couple years. He had kids I was like, hey, what happened? He's like, oh, like, life's funny like that. That's what you always say when shit takes a turn. <laughs> it's either that or I fucking hate everything. You got two ways to look at it. <laughs> or if you just want to do the Sackmaster mantra, my pullout game is weak. <laughs> Does he have another kid now? Uh, That's right, you told me... Yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about his babies without him here. <laughs> I did have one high school teacher who it was one of those situations where it's like, he was like, yeah, I used to be kind of like a, a high-powered finance guy. Like, he taught, like, the entrepreneurship class. I picture the he, like, 80s guy from Futurama with Bonitis. No, he was, like, this, like, really, like, <laughs> he was, like, this really weirdly nice, like, kind of... Uh, I don't want to call him dumpy, but like I don't know how else to describe his build. Uh, but he was just like, you know, he was just like, oh yeah, sound financial decisions. It basically sounded like this guy could have retired, but instead was like, I'm gonna go teach high school in the Midwest somewhere, and just moved out from like New York and showed up like here with his wife in the suburb of Milwaukee and was just like doing this. And, you know, like, it's one of those things, like, he didn't need to be there, so he wasn't really that fucking stressed. He taught one of the, like, business electives. And where are you going to... fucking great. And where are you going to find somebody more qualified than, like, a New York Wall Street guy? And somebody who essentially just doesn't give a fuck if they keep the job or not, you know? Yeah, no, it's... going to be real. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, the guy was pretty cool. He had us... Like, when I look at... Like, if I watch, like, Shark Tank or something. Like, this is one of the few classes that I was, like... This is teaching a real world skill. Like when they talk about like the business plans and like, you know, uh, fucking marketing, you know, like all these different aspects of what you need to like even kind of get on your own shit. It's like I learned that in this guy's class. Like he literally had us basically but build a business and make a business plan. For there's it. also this thing about um, like New Yorkers. They like to think their their shit don't stink. And a lot of them, they they. I, I would say more than half of the New Yorkers that I've had to deal with in like business, they think they're a thug. They oh. they try to just have this like thuggish angle. He wasn't on a you. I'm a New muscle Yorker. you out. 
that just, that's yeah, like a big city thing though yeah he, he wasn't a native new yorker though so he didn't have like the affectation he like moved there for work what my what my brother told me about New Yorkers is they really like telling drawn out stories. Whereas in the Midwest, we're pretty succinct and to the point. Oh, they really like for... telling these grandiose stories that we can wrap up a point in maybe like the, five like, ten minutes. So I went down and I told him, I told him, Johnny, you can't be doing that. I told you this since the last week, but we, and you're sitting here doing <laughs> the same goddamn shit, Johnny. But Which we reminds me of the time I saw you the week before that. But we can we can tell a story and like wrap it up in five fifteen minutes and get to the point. Brian was telling me it can take like an hour and a half Jesus for some of these guys Christ. where it's just like no. it just keeps going. No, you just walk away. <laughs> it's a free fucking country. <laughs> you walk away from that shit. You say, no, we're not doing this anymore. When I was um, managing the project of installing our new phone system at work, uh, they were talking about this feature that they could put on where it's like, you can, if somebody is in a call, you can interrupt the call and they will not only hear your page but you can jump in to the call forcefully Ooh. and what are you doing in here <laughs> what are you yes, doing online for <laughs> get back to work Jason <laughs> but um that's so fucking what they like said was shit. basically nobody ever wants this feature except in New York everybody wants it in New York <laughs> What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Funny story. Get back to work. That's like some Flintstones stuff. <laughs> like something out of the Flintstones or the Jetsons Yo, almost. Hey, John, get over here. I'm listening to a story on lines one, four, and six. These motherfuckers are hilarious. I swear to God, I just... Uh, Did you pass you or you take it? Oh, we we passed. We passed. <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, all I hear when uh, Sean does a New York accent is just goblins. <laughs> goblins <laughs> fucking goblins <laughs> well the dude that was so um, in wow oh yeah. yeah yeah the goblins and wow were new york accents and when we played a bunch um, of bostonites yeah when we played um yeah, D &D, that's, what, D &D, does, that's yeah. what he usually does like, oh you, you, i'm gonna see his cool watch for like uh two two three two three under trees <laughs> give me your lots I'm gonna use that to make an army. That's the that's the also funny joke I hear all the time is when talking about like D and D or like high fantasy. Like, tell me the last fantasy flick you watched where they didn't all talk in British accents because Britain is the only fucking country that was in the fantasy world apparently. Like, it sounds you know like mystical because oh, it's fancy. Look at these motherfuckers. Does it? So the Americans eat that shit. That's the, dude, that's not the fucking, uh, when I think of British accents, I think it's like, oh, the Cockney scenes. Oh, you want to hear yeah. me? You yeah, want to put the, your peepers in me bum and hear me come? Oh, that's, the, uh, that's the UK version of us making fun of Southerners. Because <laughs> like, in like London, they don't have like a very strong, you know, like there's, there's a lot of parts where they don't have that strong of an accent. It's just kind of like a little faint thing. Oh, Doug loves my Tracer impression. Oh, yeah, do uh, it. What, what is it? <laughs> oh, Tracer! Deja vu! Tea and crumpets! Winston Churchill! <laughs> That's rubbish! <laughs> That's rubbish! That's rubbish! You sound almost more Australian than, than English. Most annoying oh, no. character Blizzard has ever made. <laughs> That's rubbish! That's rubbish! 
Winston Churchill. Sir, I must <laughs> implore you. Rubbish. That is rubbish. Oh. Um, I promised Emily I'd bring up some of her important points, and I don't want to talk about most of them. You're like, you're like, she's she's got some. <laughs> you're like, she's got some jokes. I was gonna text back. She better if she's gone forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah. Uh, I'll talk about one of these things though. She hit me. That was it news? Um, it's not like news so much as like current event ish things. Childish Gambino, this is America. Oh, I was hoping this would come up tonight. Loved it. I didn't watch it. People but are- what I didn't love about it was the um uh I loved all the stuff that was like hidden in it, but mm-hmm. I hated that there was essentially a media push before people oh, could even yeah. essentially like be like, oh, pick this apart. There was already like news stories essentially that um you know, it's like, oh, the things you missed in the Childish Gambino There video. was a PR campaign of Absolutely. pretty large proportions that was executed very well because Childish Gambino's video is amazingly successful right now or has been, like, blowing up. And I, honestly, I felt like uh, when I saw it, 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 it would have. Either way, it was, like, so good. I, I loved it. I loved it. I I don't want to... Like, my points about this, I don't want that to overshadow. The fact that it was a good video. Yeah. It was a good song. Absolutely. I also agree. Really liked it. I think the amount of people who are like, he's the voice of a gender... You know, like, some people, obviously, with anything that's good, some people are like, this is the best thing. I can't... No one's ever said it like this. And it's like, well, no, this has literally been hip-hop for the past 20 years. Right. Uh, it's <laughs> just, uh, you finally have somebody, like... Speaking your language. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh... Um, it's come to the forefront of the country's mind at the moment, too. Yeah. And it's, like, a good representation of it where it's it's kind of gritty. It's not about, like, the flashiness and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's essentially... The exact opposite yeah, of it shows, what you know, just the, the yeah. money, 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 money mm-hmm. fucking thing. It has it's like going against that essentially. So yeah, and I think did he make the video himself? I believe so. Uh, I mean, I don't. You can't. Cannot say. In fact, that's a good point. At the same time, Childish Gambino has done like acting, directing, and a bu- and been yeah, in the but rap usually game that's you know, when you're the, of, you're going but, away from Childish Gambino and you're. Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald but Glover. like usually they don't make their own music videos. Yeah, well, yeah, the logistics of it. It essentially it reminded me of um uh Mr. Crinkle. With the thing that <laughs> I liked about it, uh what really grabbed my attention is like Mr. Crinkle and this video are essentially shot in the same location. They're designed a uh, um the Childish Gambino Definitely has some cut points, but it's set up like it is one continuous take. And big takes of the music video are just like these these feats of choreography where the camera is just essentially backing up and all this stuff is happening and everybody's hitting their marks and all these things are hitting their cues. And that was... um. Something that was really cool about the Mr. Crinkle video, it was just Les Claypool in a pig costume. Yeah. Very uh, low angle. He's just playing. He's just stationarily playing the upright bass. And then it has just a circus parading around him. But that was, um, uh, I'm not saying it's better. 
but it that actually was one whole take. The, yeah. the entire video is just one whole take. We like Primus here. Uh, the director was Hiro Murai, um, an immigrant from... He's Asian, so, I mean, if I had to make a guess... <laughs> Asia area. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese-born. Okay. But uh, to cover some of the points in the, um, you know, the follow-up news stories, it, there definitely was some cool imagery buried behind a a music video that was designed to snatch your attention and there was so much going on that they snuck a few things by it, you know? Okay, I, yeah, I haven't watched it. So. I've heard a lot of comparisons between him and Kanye West lately. I, I, I feel like he's actually like a, a, at the point in his career where Kanye actually had something relevant to say. And that's what a lot of people are saying is that he's like the new Kanye and stuff like that. I don't know if I don't know if I respect the old Kanye enough to even yeah. say that like that's something to aspire I just to. Just kind of always thought he uh, had a little yeah. bit of an issue, you know, being a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially, I feel like uh, a lot of people started hating on Kanye recently. And yeah. my reaction to that was, so this, <laughs> this, this, is, like, gotcha. yeah. this is finally what like, took you over the edge to just not really Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah, I no, I completely agree. I've never really been on. I mean, me and Stefan have had, obviously, a million conversations about music. and. But there's also another point that I want to bring up is, just so we don't keep talking about him, it's that... Um, this might just be another publicity stunt to promote his album, so let's not give him the platform. Who? Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, by all means. Oh, yeah, because he actually released something worth talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was more just like drawing like the old school comparison, because I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about that. I don't necessarily want to get into a hold. I don't know. We could talk music, though. We could yeah, talk music. We're, we're on the note. We are on the note. Yeah, let me uh, let me just boot this I'll, I'll actually start this off. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Like, okay, so actually, when we first started this little bit, we were talking about looking back at our artists' influences, which is something I really actually enjoy doing. It's fun to do. Just like it's like tracing the ancestry yeah. of what you listen to. So I went maybe like two years ago. I started listening to more like just strictly European metal and for like a period of time i'm still just listening to european metal wow, mostly. that is a long kick there's a lot of stuff over there it keeps because i back. i just i just continuously digest so i i went back to europe's extreme metal roots so d during like 1980 extreme yeah no but in the, the U.S. in the 1980s, we had Slayer and Metallica. Europe had Celtic Frost, who went through a couple name changes, but they started in 1980 as Grave Hill and then Hellhammer, and then they became Celtic Frost. And it's, it's interesting because the U.S. has a more technical side, and Europe is definitely mainly focused on riffing, and they... they definitely get it from celtic frost hmm. these guys it's just heavy riffs like super sm small technical parts like uh when and you're then, talking about riffing and 
technical, like, uh, that's, like, uh, what I would say the middle ground essentially is, is the, um, I'm talking like there's a the lack burner. of, I'm talking there's a complete, like, lack of soloing, almost. Mm. It's just riffing. For the European thing? Yeah. I'd lo- love that. I'm not really a, a solo person. I, um, constantly refer to it as wank. So there's 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 like we talked about that last but that's week, that's yeah. kind of that's kind but of that's a, what it is when you have somebody who's just like but Europe Europe has a this lot this isn't even my fretting hand this is the, the wrong <laughs> hand you're gonna find that most like European extreme metal outside of maybe some of the Swedish stuff doesn't have doesn't really have wank so I checked out Celtic Frost and. To be honest with you, it was a bit of a struggle for me because this is before really vocals were yelled. So they had like this raspy, forced presentation on the vocals, which was a real big turnoff for me. But I mean, you you're coming. This is the '80s, right? Yeah. This so is, you're coming from the '70s, where the heaviest thing was probably like Black Sabbath or something. Like screaming in music, pretty much didn't exist. I know, it, but it it takes a while to get used to. So, Celtic Frost was Europe's foray into extreme metal, and actually, uh, can I stop you? Like, there is something with um, the Beatles, Twist and Shout. They. Uh, recorded that song essentially at the end of the day of recording where Paul's vo- and I'm not a, I kind of hate the Beatles hate the whole like false nostalgia around them but uh, there is some like yelling in it where people didn't like it because they're like oh he's it's screaming he's not screaming but he essentially like used like the rawness of his voice on the recording it's like once his voice got to that stage he was able to do that but so I listened to this these guys whole discography and I'd I think my favorite album out of all of theirs was Morbid Tales because it's mostly but you listen ri- to them all not just one yeah but Morbid Tales would be the one was the one I started with and it was probably my favorite o- album o- but overall I think it's actually a compilation album just because the fact that they started with heavy riffing and then I think they got a little bit more avant-garde and experimental as they went on but you can definitely see the influence from pretty much every extreme metal act to come out of Europe from these guys. From the heavy riffs to the weird experimental avant-garde stuff and even their image and the way they present it. These guys were one of the first people to do like corpse paint and all that stuff, have like the dead serious style. Overall, I, I'm definitely not super into them, but it was definitely worth checking out just from like a history standpoint for me i still um really want to do a uh, corpse paint bar crawl <laughs> <laughs> just love it just give our get our friends together we're all just mm, mm, mm. only drink dark beers <laughs> the darkest but it was definitely interesting just getting to know the history and then really seeing where a lot of Europe gets its roots versus in the U.S. where we obviously have Slayer and Metallica and Anthrax and all that thrash stuff where they have a much... I'm going to say it's a slower, just bone-crushing style, in my opinion. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Uh, you want to go next, Sean, or I should I? I would love to. Um... 
This week, I think I'll be choosing one of the many Rhyme Sayers artists I listen to. Dem Atlas, kind of a sleeper on my pick. Uh, I've been listening to his uh, 2014 album, Downer, D-W-N-R. I had no idea who this guy was until probably six months ago. Uh, he opened, he's, uh, he's one of the newer signs to Rhyme Sayers. Um, same label who does like the atmosphere, the Brother Ali, the Aesop Rock for people who may not know the about that The collection. Yeah, those are the... Although it seems like they even signed MF Doom here fairly recently. Like they have some... Oh, that's legit. Uh, profs on that label too. Um, but, you know, basically a bunch of folks... You got everybody you like. Yeah, I mean, they like I said, I am a big fan of a lot. Like uh, Jake Wands on that label. It's your nuclear, nuclear assault. For real, between, between Rhyme Sayers and Demigods, your boy could probably just be like, this is my hip-hop. <laughs> uh, but Dem Atlas, uh, he opened for Greaves, who's also in Rhyme Sayers, hence they're touring together. Um, but he opened for them, and, I, and I, I, he opened for Greaves, and I saw him, and I had no idea who this guy was uh, prior to seeing him. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, sometimes that's a really cool way to find, find yeah. an artist. I remember going to see, like we mentioned, we like Primus. I went to see um, Les Claypool's off-project Bucket of Bernie Brains, <laughs> and they had the, this band called Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum. <laughs> and it was essentially like watching a avant-garde metal polyphonic spree cult band. They all had like these white robes. That's a lot of adjectives. I know. <laughs> but uh, like that's just like how I ended yeah. up discovering them. But uh, that's, that's continue. Dope. Yeah, no. I uh, Picture just like Sano only wearing white. Uh, yeah, I've, I've also I've had a lot of success with that too. As far as I mean, maybe not always like falling in love with the artist, but at the same time having an interesting experience with what comes on before what I came here to see. Uh, and I don't I don't jack ride that hard as far as like knowing like even labels or artists like anything behind their music. I'm kind of in it for the music, and everything else can kind of go fuck off. But uh, that guy put on, not only was he like a performer, but he had performances that translated well to like give an understanding of his music. He has like the really soulful like singing hooks, but at the same time, he can even sing like the lyrics to where he's got like a pretty good message, a pretty good flow, downer. Um, Dandelions is probably one of my favorite standout songs on that, uh, on that album absolutely crusher i was listening to it like on repeat for a week after i discovered him uh it was popping up my spotify like ever since then um yeah i mean if you don't want to check out him check out the rest of the label because i got some pretty fire art oh, props on tour i'm gonna read this while Tug goes to his uh <laughs> his what pick. you got buddy uh stefan can uh, probably identify with me on this one this one um is ween Mm. <laughs> I, I have a favorite track by them already and I play it a lot at work is it uh, <laughs> Big Fat Fuck yeah <laughs> I'll just sit because uh, I'm on like a corner spot at work and I just blast that and everyone's just kind of walking around <laughs> hey, could you, uh, could you uh, tell us how that song goes I wish I could just play a sample of it but the lyrics go <clears throat> Big Fat Fuck <laughs> Feeling like a big fat fuck. <laughs> big fat fuck. That's um I put up a music Fred on St. Patrick's Day 
just been doing some day drinking, doing some card writing. Um, and I was like, please, you drunkies, send me your weird music and the internet delivered. Delivered with ween. Absolutely. Anytime, I've always had great success with uh, just uh, putting up a music thread on Facebook because I um, have like a lot of friends from like all over the place, some I've never even met that, uh, you know, they all are really weird you know they're all into like really quirky music so did you enjoy more of ween then no you just i did not like this album that much um uh, uh they're paul, all over the place paul recommended me punk rock paul yeah he recommended me big fat fuck in that thread and that's what uh got me onto this album ween shinola from 2005 I didn't really know it until after I had started listening that this is a rarities album. It's not like an album that they sat down and wrote and recorded like a regular release. It was just kind of like a B-sides. I mean, to be fair, they are just regularly all over the place. They have a little bit of everything on their albums. And this album, same shit. (laughs) <laughs> like it is just all over the place. There is no sibilance of style, essentially, and that comes from them. That's what you get with Ween, and I just found their like backstory way more interesting than, than the the actual music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do have a so, good story. Basically, they've been around since the late '80s. Um, it was just like two friends who started just like recording music together. And um, it's essentially parody that has gone past parody into <laughs> avant-garde yep. weird. I have seen music. friends do that. And um, yeah, yeah, like somebody who becomes their yeah their own like, parody exactly. But just... I, I don't feel like they've essentially done that. It's like it's just all making fun of rock and roll music, the paradigm yeah. around like rock and roll. Yeah, but. They go so far into it that, like, they have their own alternate universe where their, like, lore or their music essentially takes place, even equipped with their own, like, demon god called the Bugnish. These guys are Canadian, right? Uh, No, no, no. No, I don't know where they're initially from, but, um, yeah. They, um, uh, anyways, back to this album. <laughs> I don't know what to fucking say about this album other than a big fat fucks on it. It's just, it's just a bunch of Sorry, one-offs. they're from Pennsylvania. It, yeah. Uh, if you want to check out like a really good ween song, check out big fat fuck. Um, and th- this song is, it's just, or this album is just all over the place from like, having these weird like bloopy synth carried it's like like essentially carrying that song through it to like acoustic ballads to oh i fell in love with this one girl and she didn't love me yeah they're all over the place it's still fun though yeah yeah ween lots of fun um i just uh never really had a frame of reference on them i had known about them since uh like late 90s probably but why do people tour in montana 
<laughs> because they never get anything. And when the, when they go there, they're desperate enough that they'll travel. They're just gods. Yep. Because I'm looking at this tour dates for this guy that's on tour right now, and he's playing multiple shows in Montana. Uh, is he like a big name, really? He's mediums small it's on the small okay. side of medium what he's probably doing is building, building his building like audience base, probably yeah true. who would come you all really, the way out here and see me because he's doing he's doing basically a like a west coast and dead zone tour like it's literally like yeah, montana that, like washington for, california for your first Colorado. couple tours like oceano did that they really played like a lot of really small places Play all to, the shit nobody goes to yeah like the vfws all those places um yeah. uh it goes beyond just doing that because that's what you do initially. Like uh, after the burial, Vale of Maya, uh, they're playing in. Um, uh, they're playing at the rave this Thursday. Uh, Who Vale Maya? Dave Tarantino. He's uh, opening Vail up. Maya or Oceano? Uh, Oceano or not Oceano? Uh, vale of Maya. Um, I just uh, the plug, I uh, Monterey Central not, local band. I do not like where Vale Maya ended up with their sound. Yeah, me neither. Which is a shame. But also, I'm just, like I was saying, I'm literally only been listening to like European metal for a long time now. Like that whole Celtic Frost thing. It, it's just like totally different. They how do you spell we- I'm sorry, Doug. How do you spell ween? W-E-E-N. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like your, your wiener. Like, like you were talking about with the wank and stuff. There's a lot less wank over there. And as a guy who... Well, that makes sense because that's where I picked up that term from was through English friends on Facebook yeah. who referring to metal. And um, just a lot less wank. Self-indulgent guitar music. Wank. And as a guy, like, I I prefer, like, the rhythm guitar parts anyway because that's the stuff I prefer to play. I, yeah, me too. I enjoy the stuff they have going on over there. I don't know if you'd really enjoy Celtic Frost. I, they are, you might. But for me, they were still a little bit out there. I definitely respect what they did. But yeah, Villa Maya, though, what happened to those guys? Come on. It's that whole like progressive. Dude, progressive. It's just. I saw it happen with people I was working with in the area. Um, they essentially started writing things with Guitar Pro. Instead of a, like, well, I'd. I don't want to say this outright because I don't know what the fuck happened with them, but um, what you're essentially saying is like going into just this mechanical, completely machine style, right? Or do you mean something else? Yeah, I'd say it's just the machined hammering, I guess. I Breakdowns just took over and went too far, and then the whole song became... yeah different tempoed breakdowns uh, essentially i guess right so what i feel like a lot of people in the area that i used to like write with they started just writing in guitar pro before they even played it played a note on their guitar i uh i really don't like that (laughs) i could understand it if you're a drummer who doesn't play guitar you could potentially write a um you could use MIDI to essentially write your drum, your drum parts. And Which then, is where you start, right? When you make a song, you should start with the drums. It depends. It comes, like, things come from different places. I should say when you start recording, you should start with the drums. Well, uh, it depends on uh, 
where you're at essentially like it if you're recording yes drums start first but sometimes you write a guitar it evolves first. sometimes you write a drum part first it depends on if you're a writer for either one of those yeah um when but, you record you start with drums yes yeah. basically because they're like the the heartbeat of the band they're the engine <laughs> okay but uh, I, what I'm talking about is like somebody who is a, a drummer, not a recording engineer, not a composer. Somebody who's just writing some drum parts and they have some melodic ideas in their head. And they're, they don't have a frame of reference for what's possible on the guitar. They would write in MIDI just on a piano roll, essentially. And they would, like I have a guy who would write just these crazy machine-like drum, or uh, these guitar parts that were impossible mechanical. mechanically mechanical. impossible for the human hands and i was just like dude i have to kind of rework some of these Get more because fingers. it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> right fucking idiot don't this you fucking you have out. he's like you have a seven string just get some more fingers bro <laughs> so you have seven strings but only five fingers how I'm the just fuck gonna, were you expecting to I'm play i'm gonna guitar start playing dog? with my dick <laughs> too. do the murder face yeah, i was just gonna say the william murder face yeah. you beat me to the one fucking metal joke i know how to make it's goodbye ladies and gentlemen this is radio loud thanks for joining us i'm sean sullivan go fuck yourself <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry I took that from you. <laughs> uh, I actually said it first. <laughs> William Murderface plays bass guitar with his penis. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler alert for that 10-year-old shitty adult swim show But uh, that everybody forgot about. What I was trying to say, uh, <laughs> to make my so point, they didn't get the last season. to make my Dre. point where I feel like that style of mechanical music came from, was I felt like it was okay if you're a drummer and you're trying to just write some melodic ideas. But and people went too hard into the... Uh, no, uh, just completely non-drummers is that guitar players started writing yeah. in Guitar Pro. They went to an automated form of doing yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And they started writing music that they can't even play. Skirt, skirt! This is it's me like, drifting the topic it's like in when, a suggestion box instead of a 45 minute <laughs> no, metal break. podcast. I was, no, I was going to talk about rap, <laughs> We're going to take a break. I was going to talk about rap. We don't need to talk about anything right when, now. When rap artists chop out their... <gasps> when the rap they chop, artists chop out their breasts, and then you see yes. them live, and you're like, this guy has Absolutely. no fucking no breath, breath control. control. Yeah, it happens all the time. We, you, have, we have mixed ourselves beyond human comprehension. I feel like whenever <laughs> I worked on uh, editing vocals, I always tried to tastefully leave in the breath yeah. so it, it's it, your job as a fucking rapper to be able to say what your fucking claim you can say <laughs> right or you're just a moral technique or it just ends up like a fucking uh a moral like technique song the <laughs> end of a the end of a fucking <laughs> the end of a commercial with a disclaimer it's like oh <laughs> no because see what i have to do because i am mortal technique you gotta breath control struggles when you got one lung and you still smoke cigarettes. Sorry, mom and dad. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> turn your head. Uh, I told them I would carefully curate an episode or a teaser that they can listen to that has been pre-approved by moi. But I subscribed to the podcast on both of their fucking iPhones. So. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your parents listen to it. My dad does. No, no hell. All right. Anyway, say your point. Say your point. When I take the breath. I fucking stage left that bitch. 90 degree angle. 
gotcha. <laughs> you didn't hear that shit, did You're you? You're like an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> Dude, I'm Michael Phelps of rapping. Thank you. That's, 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 music that's a little ambitious. Oh, we'll be right back. So come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. We'll do a podcast. It'll be fun. You've been listening to Radio Loud. If you want to find us on multiple media platforms like YouTube, just type in Radio Loud, you big dummy. Or you can find us on Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean at radioloud.podbean.com. Questions, criticisms, if you would like to get on the show, add us at Loudest Podcast on Twitter. You want to lead us into your favorite bit here? All right. Uh, As Stefan said last week, and I thought it was the best, the hour is now. (laughs) It is time for our only original segment, Nation. It's time for Suggestion Box. What's up, America? We're doing Suggestion Box. Now, for those who don't know uh, what Suggestion Box is, it's our only original segment where we write things during the week and expand upon them. We essentially drop a card in a box with an idea and then read from it. We're just shooting from the hip. Yeah, we understand out there, America, if you've not ever heard of the idea of a suggestion box before because you know you live you live under a rock under a rock or an equally hard uh, <laughs> geological <laughs> um, imprint i gotta find my place because uh, some of my reads are from last week that's cool i got one to start off okay right, this one off, could Stephanie. be a total miss too steel toe boots not real toe shoes <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Steel toe boots? Nah, they're real toe shoes. <laughs> uh, Wait, so they're actually like connected to your nerve endings? I'm not even 100% sure what I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know if I was thinking there was already toes in the boot or were they were drunk? like those those skeleton those skeleton toe things. Yeah, the toe the, shoes. The sock, the the toe grippies. fitting shoes. Yeah, yeah grippies, grippies or whatever I know exactly they're called. what you're talking about. But there's steel toe maybe on top. I don't even know. They but just that's have what steel I plates. They're like armored toast toe sandals. You know you what popped into my head for that? Um, basically, like steel toe boots are meant to protect, but real toe boots are like hardwire in. <laughs> they're hardwire into your nervous system, so you feel everything <laughs> times eleven. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful idea. I know. I it's for the masochist that. at home. <laughs> the guy who likes getting his toes stepped on. Oh, that just sounds awful. Yeah, I don't know why you would ever, especially amp up the sensitivity on the outside <laughs> of your shoes. I was uh, uh, courting a um, gothic, big titty goth girl. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry, under what pretense were you recording this big titty girl? <laughs> no, we weren't recording, not recording, courting. Oh, okay. Courting. Milady. I thought I thought that was a missed <laughs> record. I was no, recording had, this big titty guy. We had girl. basically um <laughs> here, here's your notes in case you need these. Um basically she was watching this documentary about this dude who um was so hopeless in his love life that he was just going 
into any situation to meet his future girlfriend, wife, whatever. And, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. He's just a hopeless guy. But he got into this situation where he was essentially subjected to a dominatrix who was into um, uh, CBT. Okay. Which means cock and ball torture. Yeah. <laughs> Crush him. Yeah, basically this guy, like in this documentary, walked into this place. So and was desperate. Like, okay, I'm going to step on your balls now with Ooh. my high heels. Uh, yeah. Uh. Uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> Cut that shit. That's, that's no one wants to hear shit. that at work. Oh, it hurts. Um, okay. So this one is literally just one line, but I have a little bit of a, a preface for it. Uh, you know how um, there's like those hippie chicks out there who's like, oh, I'm going to like schedule my birth. We're going to go out into the ocean and we're going to have like a, a water birth. I'm going to be born. We're going to born my child into the world we're with the to, dolphins. We're going to bear my child. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, like a dolphin birth or something like that. Yeah, and then an orca is going to swim up into the fucking bay that you're birthing this child in. They're going to eat you and the baby and all the fucking it'll be like birth. It'll be like the dolphins in Sea Lab. Dude. There's just a school of fish and they just swarm the placenta. Dude, that's, that's exactly what it'll be. It'll be a goddamn feeding frenzy and no one will ever do this dumb shit again. Okay, so here's the actual read. Uh, it's called Suspension Birth. So, like, uh, you, I'm talking about, like, the, um, people are into, like, the piercing subculture. The piercing sub suspension. Oh, okay. Where they actually, like, pierce your back and hang you from yeah. meat hooks. Oh, my. Why are we on this filthy <laughs> And yeah. then you birth your child. Because it was just, like, okay, uh, dolphin births seem, like, absurd. That's What's another absurd birth dude, situation. That is suspension <laughs> That's birth. straight out of 40K Chaos Marines. It's like, like some that's fucking how Chaos shit. Marines. Yeah, that's how Chaos <laughs> Marines are born. They uh, hang them we have over another, a of black. We have another soul for the horde. <laughs> they actually oh. have a really messed up book with making new space marines for uh, the faction called the Iron Warriors, and I don't actually want to go into it. Because it's like that, but it was, worse? It, yeah, it was worse. <laughs> so much it's worse. a little bit uh, PG-20. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I have Carnival of Horror, Carnival of Horrors, Carnival things of that Wolves? mildly peeve you. So, like a guy, <laughs> mild irritations. <laughs> yeah, so it's a guy who, maybe for me, when he eats a cereal, slurps the milk first and then eats the cereal off the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carnival of Horrors, um, things that mildly peeve you. Let me see. People who leave more than a full car's length when they're pulling up to a red light 
There'll be that one douchebag. Oh, they leave like four. Yeah. <laughs> I had that on the It'll way. It'll be the guy who breaks a block before the red light to slowly ease in at five miles an hour down like an entire city <laughs> That would be block. like a roller coaster ride, except Dude, it would be like be, a yeah, lazy you'd, river. You'd have to hop on it, and it'd be like the most intense, fast-paced thrill ride of your life. <laughs> and then you fucking get on there, and it's like there's there's another coaster in front of you that's just like a little beat down, and it's just too is moving too slow for you to get past it. And you just spend... Like 45 minutes behind this other slow fucking track coaster. Um, mine would be exodus of like a meeting or something and there's a choke point at work oh and you just want to grab their hand <laughs> and take them out of this narrow hallway around the corner two feet and just be like, don't stand where people are trying to walk. Especially after you know there's 40 people walking behind you trying to walk through here. Yeah, we uh, we worked at a place that would do the all hands. In fact, I think Stefan was talking about it a little earlier today. Just cram all 300 people in this little room. Just cram it. Like they would, they would set up. It would basically be wall to wall chairs in this huge like kitchen cafeteria auditorium thing, and everybody would file out, and there'd be the one choke point. And fucking like everyone's just like oh 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 oh, and like there there'd be some asshole who's like a, a, a having manager, a conversation yeah, and he's like he's like oh, hey, oh I got you here for a second oh I need him too and suddenly there's like or nine, they're they're like great meaning <laughs> stopping <laughs> random people as they're trying to exit yeah the random uh, the random CEOs or new VP who's only been here for a week because because uh, <laughs> of the turnover rate but there. you actually have people who just like stop you and are like oh great meeting yes. yeah yes uh, I love that meeting like that really got my meeting boner <laughs> this, this big when for we were, them I imagine that's exactly what it is because they have meetings so often there I was just gonna say that we it's it's like it's like what we were talking about earlier with you embrace something you hate in like a satirical manner so hard that by after 15 years you're like that was a pretty good meeting I had a lot of fun <laughs> Oh, Christ. Garbage people. Kill me now. Okay. Um, okay, this one is called Small Aspirations. It is a Andre the Giant type character. Let's call him Andre. Andre. Thank you. Eric Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the fuck I out know, of right? That. This is like, oh, I'm wild and crazy. I could also kill you <laughs> <laughs> i bet i bet the guests on his show would be a lot less uh willing to walk off if they knew andre the giant andre, eric andre the giant could smash them like his plywood like, desk wait, that he does every week where are you going near mortal <laughs> <laughs> have you watched they try the, to walk away he just grabs him by the collar <laughs> not to not to interrupt you i'm sure amazing Oh, no, uh, no, segment. no, go for it. This is this is I what think, this is for. Have you ever seen the T.I. and Eric Andre episode? Oh, oh yeah. I, I actually told somebody who had never seen an episode of Eric Andre to watch that, that shit. That is the one. He literally fucking. gets a fucking. He's like, oh, I took too many boner pills. And his fucking cock shoots through the desk. <laughs> and then he just cock, starts but. jerking it off. And T.I.'s just like. Spud, 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 spud. And then he's just like, he lets go of it. And it's just like. <laughs> 
Like, I think I it broke my penis. Right down into the fucking. And then he just tries to shake his hand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's like, don't fucking touch me. Dude, I saw the one with uh, the guy from Jersey Shore where he's like, guess what this is? And he slaps him in the mouth with a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> No, dude, later in that same T.I. episode, though, the fucking, they have this dude come out in, like, a motorcycle helmet, like, an orange motorcycle helmet, and, like, he's got puff, like, those puffy cheese balls all over him, and he's wearing, like, cheese pants. <laughs> cheese puffs. And they go, oh, it's Kraft Punk. <laughs> yeah, Kraft Punk. They brought Kraft Punk out on the T.I. episode, too. That's, that's, what, I was, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. I went back to oh. T.I., because it was there was so many good moments and that motherfucker just walked off. He's like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's right. They had a naked, they had a pantsless intern, like a dick out white boy intern. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's son that came out and rushed the stage when Jimmy Kimmel was on. Wait, the pantsless guy? Because he this scared off Jimmy son. They had a pantsless intern. Yeah, I, I think it was like the same thing happened when Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel needs to get some reins on his fucking children. Well, he's, he's out there. He's interning, man. He's out there interning. He's Showing like, his dick off? He's out there. He's <laughs> working the fuck. teleprompter, and then he just rushes the stage on his father. But that's how I think that's how they got Jimmy Kimmel to agree to do Eric Andre. Because his because dad's his son. on the show. Yeah, because his son's on the hey, show. Hey, Dad, yeah. you want to come see the show? Want to come be on well, the show that I'm He's not on? on the show, but he was that day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's That's how he got him. You want to come see where I work? If you know, you be on my, the show? If you come to my job, I'll get on TV. <laughs> So wait, did he rush the stage pantsless? Yeah, against yeah, his dad? like That's completely nude. Oh, boy. Okay, so That's not a no. Small aspirations. An Andre the Giant type character is tired of being typecast as such. This was kind of going off for the the Vern Troyer conversation okay, we had. All right, all right. I'm and, sick of being the big show. Yeah. <laughs> his dream is to one day play a dwarf. <laughs> the magic of cinematography. That's that's right. You just flipped the whole I, the dwarf wanting to play a giant or whatever. I like it. Yeah, and they're they're like, what uh, what do we do? Oh uh, well, let's uh, let's three D render him <laughs> and put his voice over it. No, they'd like they'd like poorly Photoshop it and just cut out the middle segment, so he'd be like this freak of like he goes straight from knees to shoulders. I don't understand. What's I, I happening. picture you know the talking orange. Oh yeah, the that annoying mouth. orange. Yeah, yeah the they cut mouth on that. his face and just paste it shittily on a dwarf. Oh, it'd be like a it'd be like a face swap. Yeah, a really like bad a Snapchat face swap. filter. Speaking of annoying orange, uh, when I signed us up for our YouTube page, they actually had like a fucking promo video for like how to do branding on YouTube with oh, the guy Lord. who made Annoying Orange. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, what do you got? And he's just like, well, you know, when I established my brand, I made it sure that uh, I, I wanted to be an apple first. And uh, I just thought Annoying Orange rolled off the tongue for better. And, uh, you know, when people look up that show, they know exactly what they're getting. An annoying orange. An orange? That's annoying. And I'm just like, God damn it. I am annoyed. You called it. This is the Seventh Reich. <laughs> we skipped all the ones in the middle. We went right to fucking the, danger the, level the, seven. The Sixth Reich was the uh, the carnival casino that Hunter S. Thompson went to. 
where there's like the floor where you can gamble and then there's a circus going on above you and then there's the the main nerve of the american dream where uh the attorney gets sick that's where he says like this is the sixth right <laughs> this is what we would be, have been doing if the nazis won the war for fun <laughs> it's like uh I, I actually that would be the eighth reich what i had described before the the seventh reich would be radio disney yeah we're <laughs> just on the sitting eighth in reich. the car radio disney we're all here and you're the dad driving the fucking thing your kids are totally into it and you're just like this is the seventh reich <laughs> and you're worried about the whole time them narking on you for not singing along and getting you deported to fucking <laughs> well, Walt disney world you know, i was gonna you say you know what i'm worried about now outside of the I was gonna magical say, you know castle? what i'm worried about now is the seventh reich disney coming to get us that's what I'm literally talking about right now. Yeah, you don't have sing, all the, all the media. If you don't sing along, they will take you to Walt Disney World. No, I mean, force coming you to, to get us out. for what we just said. I'm literally, I'm trying to warn you. You're not <laughs> listening. <laughs> Why aren't you listening to me, Stefan? I'm warning you to not use the D word. <sighs> Was that dwarf? No, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> They'll arrest oh, right. yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. This is... You, you'll see where I'm going here. Colombian drug cartels sue white supremacists for defamation over white makes right. Because hmm. cocaine. Yeah, I got that, but... What? Okay, <laughs> one more time. From the top. Colombian drug cartels sue white supremacists for defamation over white makes right because they want to use it as their slogan for cocaine. Oh, so white they makes like, it all right. They have to have like a civil, like a civil court battle over who has the right to use this catchy slogan. Now, could you imagine the um, the effects of the drug actually without using it takes care of their enthusiasm? They're like, oh, we got a really good slogan. It's white makes Reich. Oh yeah, that's a really good idea. A really good idea is uh, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> hey, quick, do another line. We'll we'll, we'll find something really good. It's like oh, I got this really good idea for a propaganda film. It's like write this down right now. Um, uh, basically, uh, shit, I lost it. <laughs> quick, give me get. I need some more of that creativity dust. Some of that fairy dust. Um. This one is actually in the same vein uh, of the like um, the being sued for something. All right, give it to me straight, Dougie. It's called a uh, seppuku. That's the the correct way to say it, right? Seppuku. Seppuku. A failed American businessman commits suicide <laughs> by disembowelment. Ritual suicide. Beautiful. Love yep. Uh, and an activist group tries to sue him for a cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> My culture is not your goddamn suicide note. <laughs> Dig it. Oh my god. So so what it would what would his failed failed business be? S selling Sudoku's. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be a yoga instructor or he's something he's like door that. Door to door Sudoku salesman. <laughs> Those exist, right? He's selling uh, uh puzzles. He'd be selling he'd be selling something that's actual cultural appropriation got it got it cutco knives 
Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, he would kill himself. Mm-hmm. And then they would try to come after him. And then somebody would just have to explain. There's like uh, he's, can he's sell, dead. Can he sell Bud K katanas instead? Oh, <laughs> white carbon steel handmade katanas sold to you on Hitachi HG- Hanzo. <laughs> sold to you right here on HGTV. And you know what? If you buy it right now, we are going to throw in this beautiful, lovely bamboo carved knife holding stand. In addition, now you probably want to write here right now, what am I going to do with that other placeholder on the stand? Well, I'll tell you what right you're going to do I'm is gonna you're going to buy you- this steak knife set <laughs> that is made out of stainless steel so when your family owned business collapses, you can stab yourself right inside of your guts. <laughs> Turn your insides into your outsides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we only have like 80 left. I promise that we don't have just like an Amazon account that we buy these from <laughs> China. <laughs> okay. <sighs> This is off our Canadian superhero running. Oh, thing. Right. Oh, the, the Canadian CCU. superhero universe, the okay. cinematic universe. Would you like to know more? <laughs> All right. Okay, so you you know how drummers and certain other people are usually just seen as eccentric or weird. Did you just put the two classifications of weird people as drummers and the rest of them? Is that how you look at fucked up people? Because they got a mental illness. Well, you know how you know how some some like. Okay. Drummers, bass players, they get shit on. Guitar but, players and vocalists, they get all the pussy. But a yeah, lot yeah. of people will just be like, oh, drummers, they just like think differently. Well, there's something similar in hockey with goalies. So I, the Canadian superhero is called The Wall. <laughs> and he... I love this! I fucking love this! <laughs> and everyone, everyone, he... He's like weird and eccentric to everyone in the Canadian group. They just like don't understand why he's so different. But the twist for him, at least the one I have written right now, is he's just like from Texas or something. Yeah, he's Donald Trump. <laughs> he wears Donald like Donald Trump he wears is like, his alter ego. He wears like ten gallon hats, and everyone's just like, "This guy's so weird." That, that's exactly what it is. Is he'd be he'd be either related to or actually Trump, and his he is the wall. What I'm thinking of him as is that. Um, he would essentially like be in the right place at the wrong time, but to him, it's the wrong place at the wrong time, and he's he's literally just a goalie, and he's like so used to being like the defense that and not letting anything. That, no, he he essentially is oh, just he, like, like standing there. Oh, he from leaving a burning building. Yes, no, no, some no, no. It's the right. He's a hero. So there is like a, a purse snatcher essentially. He so the purse snatcher just like walks into him and is like bunk and bounces <laughs> off and he's just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of he can't get on board with the rest of them and so he's like ruining things. Oh, we gotta save people from this burning building. Don't worry, I'll stop them. That's the thing. <laughs> we can't do. We can't do the uh, the archetype of just the uh, the dummy because uh, it's from Texas. Well, no, he's. Like I mean, from that's, Canada. A, that's the that's enforcer. the enforcer thing I wrote. That's but. the enforcer because uh, Doug Glatt was was like, oh, I'm just a big stupid beater upper. <laughs> no, and, we're, break, goon, no yeah. we're breaking down walls. Our our goon is actually a neuroscientist. 
<laughs> like we're just we're just we're fucking fuck stereotypes. No, our big tough guy. Oh yeah, he's smart. Oh yeah, what was the uh, the goon character from last year? Was uh, his name was Jean Beau Buffet. <laughs> yeah, Jean Beau Buffet, <laughs> the Mounty Bounty Hunter. Yeah, the Mounty Bounty Action Hunter. Forcer. Yep, yep. Oh, I like it. We need to. We should start archiving and maybe get the Canadian. If anybody out there, whoever hears this podcast, ever wants oh, to I got draw them some, fi- I got them all up here. No, dude, if everybody, if anybody ever wants to draw some fan art of our CCU, bro, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> we would love to see what you have in your brain, in your little brain space. Yeah, yeah. Write us on Twitter. Twitter uh, at Loud Podcast. Give us your uh, Canadian superheroes. We want to hear. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Get in those. I mean, either blast us or get all up in those DMs. Is that uh, is that the live stream? The, the CSH, Canadian superheroes? Is that our acronym for that? No, it would be the CCU, the Canadian. Yeah, the CCU. Canadian. Um, oh, CEU? Canadian Cinematic Universe. That's what it is. Yep. CCM. No. But uh, I was—I was just gonna say, <laughs> is, CCM's um, a hockey company. I'm sorry. <laughs> is toggled the streamers uh, equivalent of tilted? Oh, bro, bro I'm toggled. Bro, I'm, <laughs> I, I am. I am. No, actually, they call it inting now. Is the new thing, where it's. I'm intentionally I, feeding. I'm just not. I'm not it anymore. It's very Simpsons. <laughs> I used to be it. I'm not it anymore, and I just don't care. <laughs> that's right. That's why we've moved from uh, playing the game to commentating on the game. <laughs> True fucking that, though. You still got reads because I got one left. Yep, I got one. Um, uh, this seemed appropriate to follow the Canadian edition. Ooh. This is an addition to Cajun guy. <laughs> Cajun guy personal favorites. is a phone sex operator. <laughs> it's just mumbles. It's like, oh yeah, talk to me. He's like, bah, yeah, bah, bah. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? Gabby, bubble. I'm kind of losing it. He's like, yeah, yeah, scream at me like that. Yeah. I don't know what you're saying, but it's it's passionate. It's it's passionate. a tone of voice. You got a lot of fire in your belly, kid. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so I didn't have a read last week for tremors because I knew it was going to come up, but. Managed to come up with one. <laughs> Bert and Reba divorce. That's what I was kind of hitting on before. Um, I was going to say, didn't we? Is this a, is this a we, we touched on it, but uh, for our listeners, uh, Tremors, there's a character named Bert, and uh, and country music star Reba McIntyre was his wife in the original Tremors cult classic. And uh, they are both gun nuts essentially in this small town they have a, a fucking armory in their basement can can i interject real quick sure yeah i just realized reba had her own sitcom called reba yeah she really missed out not having her divorced husband in that show be the guy that plays burt gummer <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that like uh during the 90s though it was 90s, uh, like early late 2000s. 2000s yeah uh, yeah, early yeah 2000s. like Tremors was late 80s, early 
movies. But I mean, they had the show. And all. I don't know. I think that could have been that. That would have been really what? How dare you suggest that we replace Bert? He's saying we replace Reba's sitcom shitty divorce oh, with husband Bert. with Bert to tie <laughs> okay. in the Tremors, which would have been a perfect timeline. Fuck it you, been Doug. Hilarious. You the joke. It's okay. fine. So, All right. finer details. They're going to court. They don't have kids. Who gets what guns? Yeah, the HK. <laughs> Who gets the, the this, HK? This reminds Who gets the me, tank buster? <laughs> this reminds me of a very interesting court case during the 90s, which happened in divorce court. And this is how they settled it. <laughs> to Family split, court. To split the couple's quote-unquote priceless Beanie Baby collection. Oh, All of Jesus. the Beanie Babies were piled in the center of the courtroom. And the couple, for about two hours took turns picking out which ones they thought were the most valuable or the most precious <laughs> and made piles finally on something side of the more room. useless than the NFL draft beanie babies <laughs> divided up in divorce court so that, that that was all fake though right the divorce court and all that stuff that was all staged right there's what? no way what divorce court and all that that's all staged divorce are you saying oh, the divorce yeah. is staged no i'm talking about the tv show divorce court are you sure you're not thinking of Night Court? People's Court. The show you were literally just talking about. Like no. Judge Judy, no, you know, Wapner, all this those. Is, this yeah. is, no, this is That's an actual scary. court case. From This is not a court Oh, I thought show. you were talking about a TV court No, this case. this happened in the 90s. There was an actual court case, which during the whole fad of like, these are going to be worth a lot of money someday. Could you imagine being the, uh, the person who has to illustrate the court case. <laughs> just a pile of stuff. Beanie babies. <laughs> I just drew the one picture. Is that going to be good for this whole afternoon? Do you Two imagine assholes being, in a pile of stuff? Being animals. the stenographer, just like he picked Rosie the squirrel. You actually like subconsciously like stream of conscious type fuck my life in the uh, the court records. <laughs> just five hundred pages of I'm going to kill myself when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> worth it okay my last one person has roller coaster slash amusement park ride technician mechanic on a resume they get hired on the job person seems slightly bit off comes to light later on that their actual experience was simply being the butt of a yeah being the butt of the actual mechanics jokes where they just stick them on the ride for like eight hours just like oh yeah go out make sure that thing works and then they just (laughs) stick them on the ride for an extended period of time and now they're just like oh i don't know what to do they they have like i don't know like let me go tighten some bolts (laughs) like terrible flashbacks or they just they have like the shivers i don't know how to describe it they're just they have, they have PTSD from being on the ride for some yeah, for eight hours. Uh, I actually feel like that would almost play into um, like kind of the thing where somebody's been on the job for like years, still hasn't fucking learned a thing. That's about, where I, that's where I was uh, getting it from. Yeah. Just like I have all this experience. <clears throat> And I, we've literally I still with, can't set up a machine even yeah. though it was my job for eight fucking years. Yes. I, we have literally worked with engineers who... Everybody. Out, yeah. They're in all walks they, of life. They, they are in all walks of life. But we've worked with some people who've like, 
Oh, yeah, I was in this position, you know, in the military. I'm an experienced electrical engineer of like 15 years. And someone else from the Navy goes, I actually know what that position is. He basically changed light bulbs on a ship for fucking four <laughs> years. Uh, so, and working with the guy, I'd fucking believe it. So, it's my two cents. I don't even remember that guy's name. It's not, he's, that, he's that little of a fucking speck in the story that is my life. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, that's a bad <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean that kind of want want. I meant for that guy. Oh, yeah. I meant a little bit. A little column A, a little column B. Oh, this is a good segue off of that. It's called YouTube Tutorial. This is about annoying orange again. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Getting the runoff from. Giving a review or instructional video presentation on something that you can completely tell that the presenter is awful at. I love that. So my case in point uh, being into like audio and mm. stuff like that is basically looking up an audio tutorial mm -hmm. and they're explaining something. It doesn't matter if like what they're saying is right or wrong. They got this <laughs> the shit audio that yeah. they're presenting with. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what would be a situation where somebody is essentially like about to present, and the thing that would tip you off that this person is that they don't know what the fuck absolutely about. fucking terrible. Like I'm thinking, like somebody is like, oh, you you want to be a defensive lineman or something like that, and then they're just like, <laughs> and then they get I, knocked over by a gust of this wind. This actually reminds me. This actually reminds me of a mystery science theater episode where one of the pre-episodes to the movie was about posture and how to give an informative speech and hold your audience's attention. Uh, something if somebody was talking about it and I knew they didn't know what they were talking about. I'm gonna need a second to think about that. No, that's cool. I experienced that a lot in uh, the gaming culture, especially. <clears throat> you'll you'll play with like some. You'll be in a match with somebody. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, I mean, I see it a lot with like you know friends of friends because gaming is yeah. a very social aspect for me. And I so just got mine. You going off of what you're probably actually about to say. Yeah, but you'll you'll basically hop in a game with some people that like. Oh, it's like oh, it's my buddy and like his work friend and like they don't really know you or know like what. You, your experiences are and suddenly it's like oh this needs to be like this and this needs to be like this and essentially it's like, uh yeah. good old-fashioned ragers and i've cut them even I, i'm even beyond we've had this conversation also multiple times is i'm beyond the rage the, baby yeah, I'm, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I'm beyond cutting them out of like I don't, I don't engage them on the actual platform, but I don't even play with the real life friends who like, I can hang out with you in real life, but I won't play fucking games with you because you're whiny. Mine would, mine, this is off more what you're saying is I play shooters where if you get shot and you're dead, you're out for the rest of the round. It's the guy that's telling you what to do and he's fucking dead. All game. <laughs> first guy it's shot like you're the first round. guy dead. Yeah. Shut up. No, go, 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 here. But he's on a mic, though, right? Oh, always. Oh, yeah. Okay. Always. That guy's that's always fine. got a mic. I feel like uh, that's a little bit less faux pas. It's the person who has literally got just typing. 
typing. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. It's like but you are just... taking the time to type. It's like, dude, go take a pee. <laughs> right? Go pour yourself a pint. Go outside, have a cigarette. Think about all the ways you just got fucked. <laughs> come back in here and get some more. <laughs> come back here, get some. Or get some another good one would be uh, for me would be unbelievable. I was not the one I meant. Another <laughs> another good one, another Sean's getting used to the soundboard. <laughs> another good one for me though would be the car guy whose car is a total piece of junk. Oh yeah, the guy with the fucking rusted out wheel of uh, Yeah, the guy wells. who's just like yeah. I know a ton about cars. And then he's driving like an absolute beater. Yeah, yeah. The maybe, maybe just like couldn't afford it. I don't know. I was never really into that uh, into cars. To be fair, every car guy I do know has a good car, or at least a car that's washed regularly. <laughs> 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 at the very least, my piece, my, my turds, gonna be polished. Oh, did you guys see the um, guy who took essentially the motor out of a Tesla and put it in a Honda? Like a what like happened? a no. late '80s Honda body. Did it move? Yeah. Fast. It booked. Ooh. It's like it's like a what you call a sleeper PC, where you take an old PC case uh -huh. and it's just like this beige. Yeah, they call them sleeper cars in. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking rally racing yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, it Got was the beater like with a, all the the beater shell with all the nice hardware inside, mm -hmm. which is not the car guys I was talking about. He was a software engineer, and mm. he pretty much like designed the dashboard and all that stuff to be like um pixel art for like oh. the acceleration wow. there was like a high scoreboard <laughs> for zero to 60 oh okay and it would literally do like zero to 60 in like 2.6 something like that oh, but it's Lord. just this like shitty little um honda it almost looks like a can you give a, me the stats on the zero 60 again uh, like two. But it was actually on the one wheel group on mm. Facebook. Somebody posted it, mm. and I was just uh, laying awake in the wee hours of the morning, wondering what the fuck I was doing with my life. entire life. Yeah. <laughs> but Not souping out fucking Hondas. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like about to be like, this ain't fucking one wheel content. Right. I actually watched it, got sucked into it, and he was like, this isn't a one wheel, but it's a cool video. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, indeed, it was a cool video. Oh, uh, caught you playing with your mouth stuff. And stick a finger in there. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I'm just teasing you. Okay, this read was encouraged by Sean's thing from last week in the beginning of the episode. It's uh, movies retconned with Dr. Manhattan. Fuck yeah, I want a segment like this every week. Where can we put Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> Where does that big blue dick show up next? Okay. The first uh, episode, the first movie is called. I have one for both of you on that. First episode, first movie is Deep Blue Dick. Oh, where it's Deep Blue Sea, but I, it's yep. instead of sharks, Dr. Manhattan's dick just eats Samuel L. Jackson He's alive. Just fucking shit all movie. <laughs> just swallowing it through his peephole. It's like, oh, we're, we need to. We need to escape this lab. We need to escape this sea <laughs> lab. I have and, one. Uh, no, it'd be D Lab. It'd be D Lab. <laughs> I have one, but it doesn't have a good name pun. It would. It's for both of you. It's Harry and the Hendersons with 
Dr. Manhattan. Featuring Dr. Two. Manhattan. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this summer's latest hip-hop fucking fire track featuring Dr. They Manhattan. They find Dr. Manhattan. A family goes to Mars, and they find Dr. Manhattan brooding, and they have to bring him back to the colony. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I wouldn't have pulled a biker mice from Mars. There. I mean, you said Mars. Oh. Back to back, baby. You gotta let it play out. It's like a minute long. You wanna pass me a rock pop? Can we get zapped for this? We don't Who even is this Dr. Manhattan? <laughs> we don't even need to play. Uh, we don't even need breaks. We'll just play a micro biker, biker mice from Mars. Go outside, fucking chill for a minute. That That's here. the thing with the biker mice from Mars soundbite. When you pull that one, you better be it's ready. the intro to the thing. Like, <laughs> we better be ready to segue into conspiracy <laughs> We better get ready to dig in. Well, let's go dig right in. Uh, we're going to go deeper on Dr. Manhattan here. Um, Dr. This, Manhattan's going to go deeper This was on the you. original read that I had thought of. This was a Dr. Manhattan and the Technicolor Blue Dick. Oh. <laughs> Where essentially uh, Dr. Manhattan goes back to biblical times. His uh, father uh, gives him this coat, the Technicolor Dream Coat. Mm. And in the legend is uh, his siblings essentially throw him into the pit. Because they were jealous of his father's favor. Not he bought, this time. He bought David Nikes. They are not jealous because he can literally rework space and time. Jealous of They his. are just jealous of his big blue dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then, uh, so then, uh, then uh, inevitably, when he meets the Pharaoh of Egypt, and the, the Pharaoh's like, Wow, he's not impressed by his dreams or his prophecies or his, you know, bending space and time. The Pharaoh's just really, really into dudes. <laughs> and is fascinated by this big blue dick. Or he's just like, uh, my dick isn't that big. So insecure. He's just like, this, this is the new Pharaoh. <laughs> how could I be Pharaoh? Yeah, I mean, they have to sword fight over it, right? That's how... Instead of Pharaoh, from that day forward, it's fellatio. Oh, phallus. <laughs> I am fallow. <laughs> that is the, uh, that's the end of my reads. That's all I got. That's all you got? I have um, some, like, hardcore communist ramblings. That was basically what my suggestion box turned into. <laughs> uh, you know, basically bringing down the establishment. And then I realized I was just kind of writing a manifesto and I kind of backed off a little bit. Yeah. Eased up on the gas. Who wants to read Sean's manifesto? Uh, say, not I? <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I'm saying, like, I paused and was like, mm, this is not the right. This is not the right medium to kind of show America the Hold on, here it is, here it is. Looking at you, America. Oh, I look at <laughs> Wrong camera, you fucking dumb fuck. How is this man supposed to fucking lead us into the 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 generation that's greatest for the workers when he doesn't even know what fucking camera to look at? Because when I'm in charge, there won't be any cameras, Doug. We're gonna take it back to simpler times. The Amish have the right idea. We should have stopped at buttons. Look at that beard. No zippers. <laughs> 
All right. On that note, this guy note, doesn't know what he's asking. On for. that note, I think it's time to. Uh, oh yeah, wrap once, it. Up. Once we start talking about season, that means productions. <laughs> you, know, you usually know it's over. Well, welcome to our show because there is no I, only we. All right. So uh, I'm Doug for Radio Loud signing off. This is Sean. For Radio Loud. <laughs> <laughs> I cut to Stefan because I thought he was going to say something. And then he didn't say shit when I panned to him. This is Stefan. Signing, Signing off. off. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> I. That's a skill. Sean should have had Biker Mice for Mars played for him when he started rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I was told we had to go into conspiracy theories. So I immediately went into conspiracy theories. I wrote a manifesto, he says. <laughs> All right. I wrote it. a manifesto. We have a two.